0: Friends, fans, and foes, this time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling. And I'm your host, Casey Corbin. Thank you for joining us today on the podcast. Thank you for joining us today on the show. Hope you guys are having a great day today. And I uh, hope you hit us up on those social media outlets, you know, the ones that we're talking about. Uh, you know, say it with me. On the Twitter, we are at TNW Pod. On Instagram, we are at Talking Wrestling Podcast. At Instagram.com. On Facebook, Facebook backslash talking wrestling. Uh, Send us a Gmail, talking wrestling at gmail.com. Find us on Spotify. We are talking wrestling on Spotify, as well as uh, we are on uh, iTunes. Give us a five star rating and favorable review. We will send you a postcard of a wrestler from 1983. Um, yeah, that is pretty much it. Hit us up on all those social medias, and you'd be the greatest ever. Hit us up on one of those social medias, and you're pretty great as is. Hit us up on no social medias, and you're pretty much like everyone else. Do you want to be like everyone else, or do you want to be different and stand out on your own? Hit us up on a social media. That's what we want you to do. That's why they're out there. They're they're not there for me. They're there for you. Uh, folks, I'm excited. We are on the road, the road to WrestleMania. Uh, if you enjoyed last week's show, we were talking about uh, WrestleMania 1 and 2. So obviously, do you think what's today going to be? WrestleMania 3 and 4? Mm-hmm, kind of. But I believe WrestleMania 3 has been talked about as, uh, as much as possible. WrestleMania 3 is probably the most talked about WrestleMania of all time uh, because it is the Hogan-Andre WrestleMania. And um, and uh, and uh, it's a great WrestleMania. However, um, I honestly feel that WrestleMania 4 is kind of caught in the shadow of WrestleMania 3. Uh, so we're skipping 3. Everybody knows Pontiac, Michigan, the Silver Dome. Everybody knows the 93,000 people who are there. were there. We're skipping WrestleMania three, and today on the show on the road to WrestleMania, we're covering my favorite or what I think are the best two matches, with one honorable mention. So three matches, but two are discussed um, from the next three WrestleManias. So we're doing four, five, which I call the Presidential Manias because of Donald Trump. Who, as I'm watching WrestleMania four right now, I can see uh, the Trump man, the president of the United States, sitting in the front row, less orange than he is now. Um, it's it, it boggles my mind that he, he's the president. But hey, it's it's America; it's their country. I'm a Canadian. Uh, we don't have uh, we barely have celebrities, let alone celebrities. That are our, our, our prime minister. However, this show is not a political show. If it was, we'd be talking about President Jack Tunney and his decisions about WrestleMania 6, which will get there. But right now, we're on WrestleMania 4. And uh, WrestleMania 4 um, was the, uh, well, after the world title went vacant due to uh, Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant's match on February 5th, 1988, uh, the main event on a Friday night on NBC, Um, whereas uh, Hogan lost the belt to Andre the Giant, and then Andre the Giant turned and surrendered the belt immediately to Ted DiBiase, who held the belt for about two weeks before they took it back from him. But Andre was like, I hung on, against Hulk Hogan. And I surrender. And that, what he said was, I surrender. No, he said, I surrender the belt to tell DBRC the million dollar man after he beats Hulk Hulk, Hogan. So that led us to the tournament, 16 man tournament of WrestleMania 4. Among with some other matches, so um, so yeah, so that's basically it. That's your WrestleMania. We got a tournament, and we got a few other matches, and uh, you know, only um, only one match really. Well, like I said. It, it's a good WrestleMania. There are a lot of matches. It's very match heavy because anytime you have a 16 man tournament, you're going to have a lot of matches. So, a lot of guys are in the Battle Royal at the start. The Battle Royal is my runner up uh, match of the night. Bad News Brown wins it by eliminating Bret Hart. And uh, then Bret Hart comes in, and you'd think he'd be a poor loser, or he was a poor loser. But he trashes um, Bad News Brown's trophy uh, for winning the Royal Rumble because uh, Bad News Brown um, uh, kind of he uh, created an alliance with Bret Hart and then he threw Bret Hart. He double crossed him in the Battle Royal, and you think Bret Hart would know about this because Bad News Brown, you know, looks a lot like a guy named ba- by the name of Bad News Allen who wrestled in Stampede. And not only did he wrestle in Calgary Stampede, he feuded with Bret the Hitman Hart. Oh, as a matter of fact, Bret the Hitman Hart will tell you the first ladder match ever was between him and uh, Bad News uh, Brown. Bad News Brown slash Bad News Allen. So um, why did Bret Hart trust Bad News Brown? And why was he so mad when Bad News Brown turned on him and double-crossed him? If I ever meet Bret Hart, maybe that's the question I'm going to ask. Were you not aware? Did you think just because of a name change that he changed in person as well? No. So, that was the first match. I'm a sucker for a good battle royal. I love battle royals. That's why the Royal Rumble is my favorite event of the year. And uh, WrestleMania 2, my favorite match in Chicago, my favorite two matches where. Uh, the British Bulldogs tag match, as well as the um, the royal the battle royal. So in WrestleMania four, uh, the battle royal at the start is my uh, is my is my runner up. My fa- second favorite match, I'm actually watching right now, and I love it. It's probably it a- is actually the longest match. On the card, and it's fantastic because at the time, both of these guys were bad guys. And they're both heels. Now, mind you, one was on the way to turning and becoming uh, a good guy. And, uh, or maybe, I don't know, was he a good guy at the time? I feel that this matches two heels. I'm talking about Jake the Snake Roberts. Versus Ravishing Rick Rude in the first round of the 16-man elimination tournament for the heavyweight championship. It's the longest match of the, of the, of the day. It's a draw in the end. And uh, it goes 15 minutes. And it's fantastic. Uh, it's the best match of the first round. I'll tell you that. Your first round matches, you have Morocco versus Dino Bravo. Um... Which is, you know, you'd think for me, I love that match. Of course I love that match. There's two big guys. I like them both. And uh, there's the finish right there. Here's the finish. Rick Rude got the pin. He used the ropes. He thinks he's won. And the ref just called it a draw. And uh, the fans are unhappy. Jake's going for the snake. The snake is out. Damien is in the house. Oh, shit. Oh, oh we just barely got Rick Rude. Um, ravishing Rick Rude, who uh, one of my friends from high school had sex with. Um, and he was rather, he was ravishing. Not only that, we had uh, Randy Savage defeated Book Breach-Reed. Uh, Greg Valentine defeated Ricky Steamboat, which does not make sense to me, Booker's. Why would you do that if you have Steamboat in the bracket beneath Savage and Butch Reed, and Ricky Sav and Randy Savage moves on? Wouldn't it been smart to move along Ricky Steamboat, and then in the next round we would get Ricky Steamboat versus Randy Savage for the world title possibility? After having them tear down the house at WrestleMania 3, they stole the show, and you don't want to do that match again? Shame on you, Bookers at WWE at that time. Shame on you for not giving us another Rick Steamboat Randy Savage match. Even if it was going to be 15 minutes at the longest, or the second round, the matches I do believe went a little higher than 15 minutes, but regardless, it didn't happen, so why am I talking about it? But it should have happened. There's no way on his best day Greg Valentine could beat Ricky Steamboat. I just don't see it happening. Um, the Ultimate Warrior defeated Hercules. Um, then at the start, the, so that's your first round. Then you started the second round getting both buys. Hogan and Andre had a buy in the second round. And uh, they ended up in a double disqualification. So now you have Ted DiBiase defeating um, Don Morocco. Randy Savage defeats Greg Valentine. Um, here's a singles match for the Intercontinental title where Brutus Beefcake defeats uh, the Honky Tonk Man uh, by disqualification. That was probably Brutus's closest he'd ever come to getting the Intercontinental Championship title. Which is too bad because I felt he deserved it, but he never got it and it's unfortunate. Now, sidebar, we're talking WrestleMania here. And as you know, if you listen to the show, you know that I am going to WrestleMania this year for the first time ever. And I'm very excited that I'm going down to cover WrestleMania with the We Watch Wrestling Crew. The guys from the We Watch Wrestling podcast have invited me to join them, and I'm very excited about it. Part of the things we will be a part of is WrestleCon, where we will be uh, have a, we will have a vendors booth at WrestleCon, and uh, tons of wrestlers at WrestleCon. And one of the things you can do is you can get a picture with Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Wait, wait for it. Not only do you get Brutus Beefcake, if I can even pronounce it, brother Brutai, brother, uh, you also can get a picture with Brutus Beefcake at the barber shop. That's right. They're going to have the set from the barber shop with Brutus Beefcake. Now, my question is, if Marty Jannetty is at WrestleCom that day, how much is it going to get to him? Is going to get a hint? Like how much is it? Okay. So if I want to get my picture of Brutus Beefcake in the barbershop shop, and Marty Janetti's in the building, if I give a hundred dollars to Marty Janetti, will he come and lie on the ground as I stand over top of him, and Brutus looks at me in disbelief, like I just super kicked him in the face? And then maybe for an extra uh, an extra hundred dollars, I get to toss him through the barbershop shop window. Wouldn't that be the best? I can reenact the Rockers breakup. And I can be HBK? You think I'm cute. You think I'm sexy. I got the moves that drive the girls wild. Folks, what do you think about that? Is that something you'd be interested in? Because I would be interested in that in a heartbeat. That's why I thought of it. Brutus does not beat Tonk Man. Oh, he does defeat him. But it's by disqualification. Next, uh, we had the Islanders, Haku and Tama, uh, you know, uh, against against uh, um, the British Bulldogs, and they defeated them in a six-man tag team match. Bobby Heenan and Kobe Ware were also in that match on uh, representing each team. The Heenan was on the Islanders, and uh, Kokubu Ware was uh, one of the Bulldogs. Uh, Randy Savage defeats one-man gang by disqualification. Uh, the next match will be for the tag team title match as X. Oh my God. Yes. Axe and Smash going up against Strikeforce. And at this point, what is this? 85, maybe, I think. So Axe and Smash being uh, introduced in the WWE is a big deal. Um, they weren't in the last WrestleMania, so they would have been introduced in this year. And. Um, it always blows my mind that the people, the hardcore WWE fans, never occurred to them that the Demolition is just a knockoff of the Road Warriors. And to me, that's crazy that they don't realize that. And it's crazy to me that the Road Warriors never got the respect they deserve in the WWE because Demolition was so hot in WWE it's like, you know, the Road Warriors versus Demolition, go ahead and cash those checks because they're coming. But it never really happened because uh, Axe um, got hurt and was replaced by Crush. And eventually it was Crushed and uh, Smash instead of the original Axe and Smash. And uh, it just wasn't the same. You know, which really, really sucks that we were robbed of that. It kind of like... Reminds me of Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair. How was that not the main event of WrestleMania 7 when when it was announced? And then they went Hogan versus Sid and uh, Macho versus uh, Ric Flair. You know, to me, that just seemed preposterous. Um, although I do love that Flair Macho Man match from WrestleMania 7. I just don't think it should have been the main event because we never got to see Hogan Flair. Why not? Why didn't we get to see Brother versus Woo? Two of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Would love to see it. Never got to. Randy Savage defeated Ted DiBiase with Andre the Giant in his corner. And uh, I'm going to tell you right now, that's a hell of a match too. That's the best match on the card. Um, you know, where Elizabeth goes and grabs Hulk Hogan. He comes down to help out. You know, it's a it's a great match because Teddy DiBiase is a great technical uh, wizard. And you know what? It's not a long match. By this time, the pay-per-view is pretty much run full tilt. It's not like today's pay-per-views that are like 20 fucking hours. You know, these ones were... They kept them to within three hours, and uh, Randy Savage defeating uh, Ted DiBiase with Andre the Giant in his corner and Miss Elizabeth in Savage's corner, and bringing down Hogan, getting Hulk Hogan involved uh, in the tournament final, uh, was uh, was the best match in the card, and uh, it also, you know, began the Macho Madness era. Where uh, Macho Man would hold the belt for well over a hundred days, uh, you know. But come WrestleMania, now this is WrestleMania Four. Come WrestleMania Five, you know. Like what we see here at this WrestleMania is Elizabeth grabbing Hulk Hogan and getting him to help out. So we kind of see the the form the beginning formation of the Mania. Meeting the madness. Uh, we're talking the mega, mega, mega powers. Yeah, mega powers. That's right, brother. The mega powers. Uh, that's what we're talking about. Because one of the best builds of WrestleMania, of any WrestleMania, was the year long build to WrestleMania 5 with the mega powers. And how they play out. And then by the time WrestleMania 5 rolls around, we got the mega power explosion. And uh, what a great card that is. What a great match that is. But if right now, we're at WrestleMania 4. Fuck Jesse Ventura looks cool in his jacket. And it looks like he stepped right off the set of Predator. Uh, they're showing celebrities right now. Sugar Ray Leonard's there. Uh, it's very exciting. Donald Trump's there. I don't know if I told you that president Trump, depending, I guess I, he'll always be the president now. Anyway, I need people in America like not my president. Well, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So my two favorite matches, WrestleMania four, we're talking Randy Savage winning the world title off of Ted DiBiase, uh, with Andre the giant in his corner. What a fantastic match that was. Nine minutes, 27 seconds. Second best match on the card for me goes to Jake the Snake Roberts versus Ravishing Rick Rude. Ends in a time limit draw for 15 minutes. And my third choice for best match is the Battle Royal where Bad News Brown eliminates Bret Hart. Um, My biggest upsets about WrestleMania was the fact that they did not give us the rematch of uh, Randy Savage versus uh, Ricky Steamboat. It didn't, you know, the original one only only lasted 18 minutes. It's not like you guys had to go over 18 minutes. But they never gave us the match, uh, you know. So I don't know how that match would have played in the storyline. It probably would have made Macho Man look better. But the fact is, it was a face versus face match. Maybe we, flick Rick, we flip Ricky Steamboat. No, he's never been flipped. So what would be the point? But the fact is, the Savage should have uh, faced Steamboat and uh, beat him. One, two, clean. clean. I'm saying it like Steamboat didn't pin Savage clean. He didn't. He had help from uh, from George the Animal Steel, which is the flaw I have in that match. As great as that match is, uh, that's the flaw. Oh, hold on. What's going on with Hogan here? Oh, Hogan's handing over the title. Oh, boy. Yeah, and this is when Hogan's... Oh, and then Andre. They're just basically showing you the build-up to uh, Hogan losing the title and the Hogan-Andre match, which is about to take place as I'm watching it right now. But you know what? I'm pretty much almost done with WrestleMania 4. Maybe we should move on to WrestleMania 5. And uh, get to Wrestlemania 5, the second of the Presidential Mania's Trump Tower. Trump to Trump Tower. It's your president now. He's got the power to Trump Tower. Trump to Trump Tower. Some people don't like Trump. Some people don't like. Anyway. Uh, folks, that's Wrestlemania 4. Uh, you know what? And those are the matches I like. So uh, go get a drink, come back, uh, we're going to go to a sponsor, and then we're going to come back as well. So uh, we don't have sponsors. Get ready to get a muck. Uh, that was our only sponsor, if you remember that. So you know, with that said, I'm going to go uh, take a little breaky for a second, going to come back, we're going to continue with the podcast like nothing else has gone. Just hit the pause, go take it a little skittle, skittle, whittle, diddle, and uh, come back and Meet us here, and we will be in the land of Wrestlemania 5. All right. We'll see you in a couple seconds. So here we are, April 2nd, 1989. I thought Wrestlemania 4 was 85, did I say? Oh, boy. Was I wrong? It was 1988. Holy smokes. No, that can't be right. 1988 February WrestleMania. I don't know about that. Oh, maybe. Oh, February 1988. That's when Hulk Hogan lost the belt on to the Giant, and uh, that's right. And then WrestleMania set up the fact that he was going to get his rematch, but in a tournament for the title. And then uh, Teddy DiBiase was also going to be in that tournament as well. And then Ted DiBiase went on to the final to Macho Man. And Macho Man won. But the whole time is the Mega Powers were started uh, kind of at WrestleMania when Elizabeth brought Hogan down to help out in the match, I do believe. And then, um, yeah, the next year was the Mega Power Explode. I like the year build-up to a WrestleMania. I think it's a great idea, and uh, and it's it's a fantastic idea. Like, remember when John Cena... They announced the main event to John Cena, and everybody was like, oh my God, I I, that's a year away. But that was the best that it was a year away. We just saw the Rock versus John Cena have a great match at this one WrestleMania. You're telling me next year we're doing it all again? Well, sign me the fuck up because I'll tell you right now, those two back to back Rock versus Cena matches I thought were both fantastic. And not only that, it. John Cena got over with me with those matches, especially the second one, and uh, I thought it was great. I was glad that uh, it went like that, and uh, Hogan, Hogan's going for the slam. Oh, is in there with a chair. That is not good. DiBiase should be thinking about his next match. We're in WrestleMania 5, though, as I'm still watching WrestleMania 4, but let's break down the card, let's, uh, and we'll get to the two matches that I like the most, and I'll tell you about them. What I remember about him and what I like about him. So, um, yeah. So, as we look down here, um, Hercules defeats King uh, King Haku. Uh, oh, the Twin Towers. Akeem and the Big Boss Man defeat the Rockers, Sean and Marty. Uh, this was the first time I, t- I saw Shawn Michaels take a clothesline where he did a backflip as he got clotheslined. Basically, Akeem came into the ring and just gave him a clothesline, and and Shawn Michaels sold it. like. No, later on in his career, I would see him sell the, the clothesline like this many, many times, but this is the first time I saw him take a clothesline where he completely did a backflip, and it looked like Akeem just took his fucking head right off. I'll always remember that. That's my favorite part about that match. Uh, Brutus Beefcake and Ted DiBiase ends in a, tie, in a countout. The Bushwhackers defeat the fabulous Rujo brothers. You know what the sheep herders could defeat the Rujo's, but there's no way the the Rujo's should lose to the Bushwhackers ever. Come on, man. And here we go. Uh, number 5, the fifth match was uh, oh my god, it's uh well, it's I'm going to probably say it's my it's my okay. The fifth match is Mister Perfect defeated the Blue Blazer? I'm gonna say right now, fantastic match. Only five minutes and 38 seconds. Uh, this is probably why it is. Uh, it was. It doesn't make the top two because um, it just simply isn't long enough. I wish it was longer. Uh, this is the Blue Blazer's introduction to the WWE. He's doing a lot of Owen Hart's moves in this. But it is a great match between Owen Hart and Kurt Henning. and 5:38 is just a little bite of something that we could have and should have saw more of in the future, but we didn't. That is my uh, honorable mention of the day for that match: Demolition versus Action, Smash versus the Powers of Pain, another Road Warrior ripoff team, however not done by the WWF, but Demolition. By, now, the Road Warriors, they feuded with the powers of pain in WCW and NWA. So, for them to come up here and Demolition to have such an easy time with them just makes Demolition look way better than the Road Warriors for whenever they were going to come. Uh, Ronnie Garvin versus Dino Bravo. Why are they making our French friends fight each other? I don't know. Frenchie Martin was in the ring from the corner for Dino Bravo against Ronnie Garvin. And Dino Bravo defeated the former NWA champion in three minutes and six seconds. What the fudge cycle is that going on? Um, the Brainbusters, Busters. Uh, Talia Blanchard and Aaron Anderson uh, with Bobby Heenan defeated Strike Force with McMurtale and Tito Santana. And uh, that right there is uh, a, a qualification. Um that's one of my favorite matches right there that's the number two match on the card as far as i'm concerned jake roberts defeated Andre the giant uh by disqualification oh and the referee was big john stud big john stud made his comeback to uh wrestlemania they uh, since he'd been gone since wrestlemania 2 was the last time we saw him in the battle royal uh, in chicago Um, the Hart Foundation defeated Rhythm and Blues. Of course they did. That's a no-fucking-brainer. Rick Rude uh, defeated the Ultimate Warrior with Bobby the Brain Heenan in this corner. uh, And it was a singles match for the Intercontinental Championship. And uh, so Rick Rude just won the Ultimate, just beat the Ultimate Warrior. He was one of the only guys that beat the Ultimate Warrior at that time. And that is quite amazing. However, not a big Warrior fan. And uh, that match did not make my list. Bad News Brown versus Jim Duggan ended at a disqual- double- disqualification. <laughs> uh, 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 defeated uh, Bobby Heaton with the Brooklyn Brawler, the Red Rooster. And finally, we have the, the accumulation, the finalation, uh, the year jubilation of everything that we wanted it to be. Hulk Hogan. And goes up against Randy Savage, who's a huge Hulk Hogan, for having lust in his eyes for Elizabeth. You, Hogan, you've got lust in your eyes. Um, I don't think Hogan ever had lust in his eyes for Elizabeth. Um, however, um, Elizabeth was in a neutral corner. She was there to uh, rep, you know, because she was kind of managing Hogan and Macho at that time. And, of course, uh, as you know, like any time that Hogan fought Macho before, uh, he beat him again in 1754, the longest match on the card. And uh, this is one of Hogan's best matches as far as wrestling goes. Um, Much like, not like any of the other Hogan Savage matches that I saw, like the first match I ever saw live, Uh, in WWE or WWF was Hogan versus Savage. The match was maybe six minutes. This match was at almost three times the length. And um, I remember Hogan, you know, just he did wrestling moves like, you know, uh, duck under, armbar, drop down, you know, snap mares. Uh, Hogan just put on a great performance in that WrestleMania and uh, that's what I remember. So, Hogan, Savage, number one match, number two match. Um, the Brain Busters winning the title against Strike Force. As I've always been a big Four Horsemen fan, but I've also always been a big Strike Force fan. Not a big Strike Force fan, but a big Rick Martel fan, as we all already know. And then Perfect and Blazer is number three on the list. So, now we will move on to Wrestlemania 6, which is uh, north of the border. The first time Wrestlemania came up to Toronto. And you were like, Casey, were you there? No, I was not there. I believe I was in in 1980, in what, what would we be in 88 or 89? In 1989, I was in grade uh, 9. And I did not have a driver's license and um yeah i I did not see there was a bus that went down from ottawa and i was not part of that bus i do know people that did go and i was very jealous as i thought wrestlemania six was a fantastic wrestlemania and that's where we are headed right now to wrestlemania six so you know what do you think the match WrestleMania 6 match to beat is like what do you think the best match is going to be what do you think yell it out right now if you're driving yell it out did you say Adrian Adonis versus Roddy Piper no cuz that was WrestleMania 3 that would be a stupid answer so don't say that now this is Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior, and both of them have titles. World champion versus intercontinental champion, champion versus champion. At the end of this match, one man, one lone man, one lone survivor is leaving this match with two belts. And who was it going to be? Who do you think it was going to be? Who do you think it should be? Let's go through the card and check through the card, and we'll see what we're going to have, and we'll see what the best matches are. Right now, uh, you know, in a, in a match that uh, it says Paul Roma defeated the Brooklyn Brawler, it doesn't even have a time. I don't even know if that match was even there or if it got disqualified or if it was even on the card. I do not know, but I will say um, Paul Roma versus Brooklyn Brawler is a match that no, would not even matter to me. Rick Martel versus Coco Beware. Rick Martel and Coco Beware should not even be wrestling together. That's ridiculous. Of course, Rick Martel would beat Coco Beware in 351. However, I'm curious to know if Rick Martel is the model at this point. I'm guessing that he would be the model. Uh, Demolition, Axe and Smash defeat the Colossal Connection. Uh, and uh, and, uh, and Andre the Giant with Aku was the Colossal Connection with Bobby Heenan. And, um, yeah, so they won the titles there, Uh, it looks like. Earthquake with Jimmy Hart defeated Hercules in a singles match. Brutus Beefcake defeated Mr. Perfect, who is now with the Genius at this time. Bad News Brown versus Roddy Piper ended in a double countout. I don't know if you remember this, but the race card was played by Bad News Brown earlier on in the promo to the matches, which resulted in Roddy Piper saying he was... He was both black and white, and uh, he painted half of his body black for the match. Apparently, apparently, um, he had trouble getting that black off as it wasn't shoe polish, it was paint, and uh, he had to go through airports, half dark, half light, and look like an idiot. Uh, It was probably the last time Roddy Piper did blackface or anything like that, Um, but that's the kind of the tainting on that match, the bad taste that's left there. The Barbarian defeated Tito Santana. Of course he did, and this is kind of where the ending of Tito Santana's run has come. Uh, Dusty Rhodes and Sapphire. Sweet, sweet Sapphire. Yeah, Dusty Rhodes and sweet Sapphire. And don't forget, Miss Elizabeth was also in the corner, defeated Queen Sherry. And the Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, In case you don't know, this is this match led to one of the greatest moments in WrestleMania history, and that was when uh, Macho Man and Elizabeth got back together after exploding the previous year. And oh my God, I I think I was in tears. I think I remember being in tears. I think I was in tears. I do remember this WrestleMania was the first WrestleMania I watched at a friend's place. My buddy uh, Jason Sperry, uh, who I played football with and went to high school with, he had a satellite dish in Antrim, and we all went there, and I remember uh, my buddy Travis was a diehard Ultimate Warrior fan. Like, I remember every night we'd play out in the street, we're doing what we do, and the last thing I'd say to him every night would be, "Ultimate Warrior sucks, and then I would run to my house and lock the door behind me because he was going to beat me up. Um, but he did suck, and I was a Hulk Hogan fan. So uh, the Orient Express, uh, that was uh, Pat Tanaka and uh, Sato, which is Paul Diamond, um, uh, with Mr. Fuji, defeated the Rockers uh, by count out. Which is kind of cool because that's uh, a a match of two AWA former tag team champions going at it in the WWE. Uh, Jim Duggan defeated uh, Dino Bravo with Earthquake and Jimmy Hart in his corner. And I'm pretty sure Earthquake probably had something to do with that. Uh, Ted DiBiase defeated Jake the Snake Roberts, who is now a good guy uh, by counter for the Million Dollar Championship. This is the first time the Million Dollar Championship has also been brought in. After Ted DiBiase failed to buy the title from Andre the Giant. And he failed to win the title uh, from uh, Randy Savage in the finals. Um, Teddy DiBiase just said, fuck it, I'll buy my own title. And created a Million Dollar Belt. And to this day, it's one of my favorite angles and one of my favorite storylines. And if you ever seen the video of him going to see the unveiling of the million dollar belt that's my absolute favorite because Ted DiBiase is wearing a cape and he goes he's like show me the title and then he does this ah. he does the the best Ted DiBiase laugh as he sees the million dollar title and uh you know so so the match is for the million dollar championship, but he has no business in putting it up. Uh, Big Boss Man defeated Akeem with Slick, and uh, Rick Rude defeated Jimmy Snuka um, fairly quickly. Uh, a lot of squash matches, like uh, the Barbarian, like the you know oh like the 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 Hard foundations during the against the Bolsheviks. Lasted nineteen seconds. They just came in, put him in the fucking heart attack, and it was over. Um, so I am gonna say right now, my uh, my favorite match on this whole card was um, Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior, and this is probably my favorite Hulk Hogan match of all time. Even though I am not the biggest fan of the Warrior. It's just an example to show you how great Hulk Hogan is. Because most of Hogan's matches didn't go... Well, they definitely... They, most of them went like under 15 minutes. But this one went like... I think I was going to say 26 minutes. It only says 22 minutes, 51 seconds. It felt like a 26-minute match. Regardless, Hogan carried the warrior who was ready to go home and blown up after the first six minutes of the match. He, Hogan, uh, you know, he really made the Warrior look good. He really carried him through the match. And he made it believable that the Warrior could beat Hogan in the end. And uh, And it began the reign of uh, the Warrior, which, you know, they thought was probably going to go a lot farther and a lot longer than it did. But the fact is the Ultimate Warrior was never a great wrestler. He was just a great character. and uh, And that is that. If you disagree with me, fight me. Fight me on Twitter at TNWPod. Send in your letter into the wrestling at gmail.com. You go ahead and fight me. So, folks, Altamore Hogan, favorite match. Second favorite match, um, I'm going to say my second favorite match of the card was... Um, I'm gonna say Dusty Rhodes with Sapphire and Queen Elizabeth and Sherry because of the reunion. That was it, and then my honorable, my honorable, um, my honorable uh, mention. Uh, I'm gonna say was uh, the honorable mention. I would have to say for me, mm, I, I guess uh, Brutus Beefcake versus Mister Perfect was a decent match. I don't know. You know what? Like, really, it's about Hogan and Warrior. That's mostly what it was about. But that Dusty Rhodes moment was the moment that people take home with them as well. Uh, The the honorable mention, I'll say to Brutus Beefcake and Mr. Perfect, just because Perfect, it it was that good. I'd have to really go back and watch it all over again because I have a feeling that uh, you know, there might be better matches, but it's not going to be Big Boss Man defeated Akeem. It's 149. Like, Jeepers, come on, man. Anyways, we are going on to. Wait, is this WrestleMania 6? We are at WrestleMania 6. And you know what? We're also at the end of the show. We're 42 minutes in, people. That's pretty much it. So there's Jimmy Hart right there going up. Jimmy Hart, of course, alumni of the show. Said to me that if I ever go down to Tampa Bay, he will introduce me to Hulk Hogan. Now I don't know if there is an asterisk on the end of that that said that does not include WrestleMania week, but I am going to try to meet Hulk Hogan when I am in Tampa Bay, and hopefully Jimmy Hart, you'll give me a you'll give me a helping hand in doing so, uh, folks. That's the show. That is it. Hulk Hogan, my favorite match of WrestleMania uh, six. Hulk Hogan. My favorite match of WrestleMania Five: uh, Savage versus um, DiBiase. Hogan's involved. My favorite match WrestleMania Four: Hulk Hogan versus Macho Man. Are we seeing a repetitiveness here? Are we seeing? Yes, I'm a Hogan, Mark. Everybody knows that, and I hope to meet him and Jimmy Hart. God damn it, I hope you're keeping your word because. We are on the road to WrestleMania, and we're going to find out how much your word is worth. And I am excited, and I hope you guys are too. Uh, Join me next week as we continue our stroll through WrestleManias as we talk about the matches, the moments, and the times that have uh, changed our lives. Thank you for letting me put a headlock on your ears today, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Talking Wrestling. We'll see you next week. Until then, I'm Case Corbin. Have a great night. Goodbye.